Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate uh, you being a part of our program. We just uh, trust that what we say will be a help to you and an encouragement to you. And today we're going to talk about being filled with God's Holy Spirit. But before that, we got. To, I'm going to talk about uh, being filled with ourselves or may, maybe being filled with the devil. But before I get started on that, you're hearing advertisements of my book uh, on this program, on the commercials, and uh, we need to have you consider getting some of those books. It would be so helpful to me in, in financing the program here. If it's helping you, we want to uh, keep going with it, but if it's not helping you, then... Uh, we'll have to probably do something else. So by the end of the year here, we need to really hear from you one way or another, and and uh, we'll give you opportunity from time to time to call in. And I'd like for you also to uh, call in to TalkZone and, and maybe talk to them and tell them if you appreciate it, and if you do, uh, let them know. And so we would... Greatly appreciate that if you would take the time, if you would uh, use the resources that I'm giving you in my books, and and you can find those on Amazon and and uh, find them on my website that's being talked about uh, on our commercials. So I'd appreciate that so much. And so what we want to talk about today is what are we filled with? And I notice so many times that people are filled with everything except God. And, you know, the Bible does tell us that it's a straight and narrow way that leads to heaven. It leads to uh, knowing God in a personal way. It isn't something we just wake up some morning and, and here we are, we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. For the most part, we are born, and it's, for, this is for everyone because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're born with a nature that makes us self-centered. We're full of ourselves. And it doesn't take long for a baby to be born for you to realize this. It doesn't make any difference whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning or what time. If the baby needs something... It's going to start crying out for it. And uh, it's, yeah, we have babies. It just seems like they're just little angels from the beginning. But for the most part, you know what I'm talking about. Anyone that's had a family and knows anything about how children do, it's, it's my toy. It, it, it belongs to me, and, and uh, you don't touch it, and things like this. We, we see this quite frequently, don't we? So children have to learn to that uh, that's not it may be yours all right but share 
and they had to be taught to share and things like this. The So when we see a baby acting like that, we just think, well, that's just the baby. But when we see an adult acting like that, then we begin to think, when are you going to grow up? And if you don't grow up, the rest of us are going to throw up. You, you've probably heard that before, too. It just makes us sick. And um, it's really a miserable way to live if we just live for ourselves all the time. So what happens if we live for ourselves? There's uh, some scriptures in the Bible that shows what happens if we leave God out of our lives and we decide that we're going to do it our way. The Bible refers to this as a carnal spirit, as the spirit of the flesh, warring against God's Holy Spirit. And so before we can really have God's Holy Spirit in us and being filled with the Holy Spirit, we got to get these other things out of us. God will not coexist with any other spirit that's in there that's trying to take the lead. So we're going to have to get these other things out before we can let the Holy Spirit in. That's the reason I'm talking to you about the the selfish way of doing things, and that's what we refer to people that are living for themselves. We call them selfish. We call them self-conceited. And and so you know what I'm talking about. You see this happening a lot of times, not only with babies, which we kind of expect that with babies, but when people haven't grown up, then that's a different story, isn't it? But the Bible tells us right here in Romans chapter 1, and I'm looking down reading it, and so uh, it says this, says, Being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. That's a list of the kind of activities that would happen in a person who is totally self-centered. Now, we know that that's not the way it is with everyone. Someone, Some people can be just a little selfish. And there is a certain thing that we need to do. We need to get up and, and look halfway decent and things like that. So having a healthy respect for ourselves is not bad. And we ought to be that way because the Bible tells us that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we need to have a certain amount of self-love for ourselves. But when that becomes the motivating thing in our life, and that's the only thing that we think about, is how can this profit me? And we see so much of this happening in all different areas of society, from the church right down to business and wherever you, uh, all kinds of places, we see people that are given over to themselves completely. That's what I'm talking about today, that 
they're just so self-centered they can't see anyone else or anything else. They don't think about the needs of others or the needs of the society or anything like that. It's just whatever I want, I'm going to get it one way or the other. And how many do we see that are doing this kind of thing today? A lot of them. And you can't have a decent society. You can't have a decent anything if all we're doing is just trying to look out for number one. And so this is the first thing that we need to get away from if we're going to really be filled with God's Spirit is to be willing to surrender ourselves over to the Lord and to be willing to do something in our society that's not just going to be for us. It's going to be for our neighbors and for our friends and when we really love God with all of our heart, even for our enemies. So there's a world of difference between being filled with self and being filled with God, which we're going to find out later just what happens when we get filled with with God's Holy Spirit. But we need to start where we're at. And there's so many of you maybe that are there. I don't see you. I don't know you. But uh, God knows you. And you probably know yourself. Even though God knows us better than we know ourselves, it's easy when we're self-centered to come up with all kinds of excuses as to why it should be that way. We can rationalize about anything. The Bible tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And if we have not been to the place at the foot of the cross where we make a decision for the Lord Jesus and we decide to go the way of our own selves, and to be self-made people. You know, you've heard that before. He's a self-made person. It could be a man or woman. But we climbed this way ourselves. We got here ourselves. It was through hard work and what have you. And so there's no time for God in that. And matter of fact, we just read here that it said that they are an enemy of God. And so you can't be filled with two things. The Bible also tells us that we can't serve two masters. We either hate one, love the other one, hold to the one, or despise the other. So if you're so full of yourself that that's all you can see, and like I told you, it's fine to have a certain amount of self-respect. And I see people going from one extreme to the other, and... You can go one way or the other. You can have so much conceit for yourself that you can't think of anyone else, or you can be so degraded on yourself that you don't take a bath when you need to, and you you look like you came out of the cave and all these kind of things, and that's the other extreme to it. I'm not talking about extremes. I'm talking about a middle of the road, and that's the way it is when... Uh, society is going to prosper. We go to the middle of the road. We don't go way over to the place where we're so self-conceited that we have all these things that I listed 
that are listed in the Bible that are predominant in our lives. But you do need to have a self that thinks about not for yourself only. When you're taking care of yourself, you're also thinking about your family because if you're not thinking about your family and and thinking about society and you don't take care of your physical health and things like that, you can't do the things that you need to do. And so you do need to take care of yourself that way. But it's not just for you, you all the time. You take care of yourself so that you can help others. So we're coming close to our break. And I, so I'm Howard Eugene Wright. I'm hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. We've been talking about how that people can be so full of themselves that they don't see anything else. And where the goal is is to show what being filled with God's Spirit, the difference that it makes in our lives and in our society and everything else. But I referred to in the first segment that people can be filled with themselves they can be filled with the devil, and they can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't have all of these coexisting together. You have to have a predominance of one, or the others will uh, just make you a real mess. So I want to, this segment, let's talk about how about people that are filled with the devil, that are filled with with evil continually. And one of the traits of Noah's day was that they were continually thinking evil. There was there was nothing in them that was thinking good. They were just figuring out how that one evil thing after another. And the Bible tells us that the devil is a murderer and the father of it and that he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And so we see so much of this today of people being deceived, people thinking they're doing good when they're not, and and all of these things that follow that kind of a lifestyle. And each one of these takes on a different lifestyle. Our lifestyle is determined by whether we're going to be living for ourselves and nothing else, whether we're going to be living for the devil, or whether we're going to be living for God. And whatever thing we decide to do is what determines the kind of actions and attitudes that we have. So it's very important for us to take the right approach to life. There is a high way and there's a low way. And it is determined by the choices that we make every day. It isn't that you're going to get up and say, well, I'll, I'll not serve myself and I'm not going to serve God. I'll serve the devil. I'll let him be my Lord and my God. 
the Bible does talk about the devil as being the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's now working in the children of disobedience. So a person that is really filled with the devil is going to be a very malicious kind of person. Their attitude will be showing as a narcissistic kind of person where they have no concern for anyone for themselves or anything else. And we see so much of this today that people have given themselves to the devil. And that is a bad situation to be for sure. The Bible tells us that in the last days, perilous times are going to be coming. And this is in Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse number 1. We're going to read that to show what it is that's causing perilous times for us today. And we are in perilous time. The Bible is just as relevant as the newspaper, and more so sometimes. So people who tell you that the Bible is not relevant, they don't know the Bible. The truth of the matter is, the Bible is more relevant than some people would like for it to be, because it points out our wrongdoings and shows us what we do to need we need to do to get right. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And so here we have this scripture, and it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. We just talked about that. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, furious, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. This is what happens when we let the devil take over in our lives. The devil doesn't mind helping us to be selfish and be proud and haughty and everything else as long as we don't love God. The more he can keep us away from God and maybe think, make us think, well, you deserve, you deserve these kind of things and, and, uh, there's only one life to live and live it the best you can and, and things like this. He keeps us away from the higher things of life and keeps us occupied with all the other things. And I notice sometimes that what we end up with, we see so much of the bad news, we get depressed because we wonder if anything is good. I heard about a, a farm farmer and he had a visit from a town's guy and the place was stinking all over the place and the the town fellow said the whole world stinks but then when he found out what the problem was and after a while it didn't stink anymore and this is the other side of the story that we can be so bombarded with all this wickedness and stuff that's around us, that we become desensitive to ourselves and to everyone else and everything else. And 
we can just almost be like a zombie. And so we, we see that in the last days we have this kind of a thing. And we are living in the last days. And just look around you and see what's going on in our governments, in our schools, in our businesses, up and down our streets and wherever you look almost, you see all kinds of activities that you wonder what's going on and it turns out to be that people are following the devil rather than following God and even their common sense. There are some things that people are doing today that if they would just think for a while, then they would realize that that is really crazy or that is not right. But after a while, if people keep on doing what they want to do and they keep on following the devil, they become so desensitized to anything that's good and right that they can't even hardly think clearly. And the Bible also tells us that our mind and conscience is defiled when we just turn everything over to our own way and to the devil's way. And there is what is called an unholy trinity, a demonic trinity. And when people are taken over by the devil, we call we say that they're demonic. But there's a trinity. It's called the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world is the system that we have around us that is denying and defying God. The flesh is the carnal spirit within us that's warring against God. And then the devil, we know who he is. He's the prince of the power of the air, the one that's working in the children of disobedience that we referred to. So we have this trinity working together, and we'll find out in later on that we also have a holy trinity that works together, and the two of them cannot coexist. We have so much of this today that we're supposed to coexist. We can't coexist with evil. We can't coexist with ungodly, wicked stuff that's going on today in the name of common decency or in the name of tolerance or whatever else we want to call it. But we've got to be thinking a little more clearly on what is going to happen after this life. And a lot of people, if a person is serving the devil or serving themselves, they think this is it. We don't have to face judgment for what we do. We can just do it the way we feel is best. And this, all these uh, things that are being said and, and pushed forward today. And, and there's a organization of of evil, of the devil, that has been trying to get people away from God from the very beginning. When Adam and Eve fell, it was a result of, of the devil telling Adam and Eve, God's lying to you, so don't worry about it. You just do what's right in your own sight. You, you go ahead and eat this fruit. It won't kill you. God just thinks that if you eat this fruit, you're going to be like him. And on and on the lies go. And we see so much lies and deception today from the White House to our house. And it's just a pathetic thing for for us to think that we can run a nation, we can run anything with deception and with lies. Sooner or later, it's, it's caught up with. 
And so we need to be asking ourselves, do we really want this for our life? Do we really want to live for the devil? We want to live for ourselves. I trust that our thinking is no. No, I really don't. You notice that a lot of things that I wrote, that I wrote, that I read to you from the first scripture is also found in the second scripture. They kind of go together. Brother, we've shown you all the bad news. So next segment, we're going to start showing you the good news. So this is Howard Eugene Wright, and I'm hosting Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thanks for staying with us. I trust that you will realize the serious condition that we're in today and how much we really need to turn ourselves around to God and let God be God in our lives and what a difference it will make. I've been giving you all the bad news, and sometimes we have to see the bad news before the good news really sounds good. Some, we, you know, we kind of think, well, it isn't that bad. It can't be that bad. Well, I've only given you the tip of the iceberg today. And, you know, we can do better. I'm glad that we don't have to stay in a cesspool of iniquity. We don't have to be wallowing in our own self-conceit and being wrapped around what the devil wants us to do rather than what God wants us to do or in our hearts what we would really like to do and being in bondage to all this. Actually, when you're filled with God's Spirit, that's when you're really free. You're free from the world, the flesh, and the devil, and you're free to love people and love God and and to really see something great happen in your lives, to set a legacy, have a legacy that will follow long after you're dead and gone, and also not to be filled with guilt and and uh, all these things that plagued society today that we're trying everything from giving people medicine to to what have you to try to straighten out some of these inordinate things that are happening in people's lives and and we're even giving way to it and saying we can't do anything about it so let's take the restraints off and let's just let them do it because we can't stop them and all this stuff that's going on today, but there is a better way than what I've been talking to you about up to this present time. The Bible tells us not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. And so when we're filled with God's Spirit, then we have a different situation altogether. We have a different life. We have a different lifestyle. Like I referred earlier, depending on what kind of of a person we want to be ruling our lives, whether it's us 
And if it's us, we could turn out to be atheists. I don't need God or man, or I don't need uh, the devil. I'll, I'll just do it myself. Well, the whole problem is, if you do it yourself, you're playing right in the hands of the devil. And so you're you're in that evil trinity I was telling you about. But there is a, a trinity that is not evil, and today we're even to the place where we have a hard time telling the difference. And good is called evil, and evil is called good, and and things are kind of mixed up. They're, we don't know one or the other. But God knows. God set up the standards. We call it the Ten Commandments. That's where we start at. But we could keep all those Ten Commandments, which would be a very difficult thing to do. But without being filled with God's Holy Spirit, you would not be motivated in the way that you need to be. There's a lot of people that are keeping those last six commandments, and we call those morally good people. And thank God for those. I wouldn't want it to be otherwise, but... How about the first four, the loving God and and not having any other gods before him and, and letting him be the only God that we have? The truth of the matter is there is only one God, and that one God is in heaven. He's the one who created all things, and he's the one that uh, demands our obedience and demands our faith and and so to be filled with God's Holy Spirit is the reason why God made us in the first place, that we would have fellowship with him, that we would bring honor and glory to him. And in the process of doing that, we find ourselves on the high road. I referred earlier to being on the high road or being on the low road. Well, the high road is the highway of holiness. It's where we forsake all to follow Christ. That's one definition for faith. Forsaking all, I take him. And so we forsake all of our interests and all the devil's interests, and we take God's interests. Now, God is interested in people, and God is interested in you and in me as individuals, as well as society, and and he's interested in the smallest detail of us. He wants us to have the best in life. He came that he we might have life and have life more abundantly, that we can really enjoy this life with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When you have one of those, you have all of those. In the same way, if you have the evil trinity of the world, the flesh, and the devil, if you take on one of those, you have the rest of them. So there are two trinities that are opposing one another, and the evil trinity is... uh, fighting against the Lord, against Jesus. Why is it that we don't want 
people praying in Jesus' name in public. Well, we don't mind if they pray in some other name. They can pray in their own name if they want to, but don't pray in Jesus' name. What's going on here? There's an animosity between the evil trinity and the good trinity, the holy trinity. And it doesn't take a mathematician or a rocket scientist to figure that out. Just look at it. Think about it. There is this fighting against God. But if we have the Spirit of the Lord in us, then we have the fruit of the Spirit, which I refer to as the rivers of living water. And so let's just see what it is like when we really have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we've talked about the other one, the works of the flesh, and this is in Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to start at about uh, verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperament, against such there is no law. And so here's the kind of a life that we live when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we are willing to surrender to God's will against everything else, then this is the kind of life that we have. This is the kind of thing that's in our lives. We're not selfish. We're not proud or haughty. We realize that we're, we may be good, all right, but it's because of the Holy Spirit that's in us that's helping us to do that. The Bible tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's the, it's God working in us to help us to will and do of His good pleasure. And there's nothing in the law anywhere that's against love. And so the, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Actually, that is the whole basis of the Christian life is love. Loving God, loving other people. And so when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, helping us and working with us, helping us to will and do of God's pleasure, then the guilt is gone. The Lord takes that guilt away from us that is plaguing so many people today. The hateful, mean spirit is gone. The life of selfishness and all these things that are plaguing our society today is all gone because it's been washed away. You can't have God and and all these other things together. If you're filled with the Spirit, then you can't be filled with anything else. If you're filled with selfishness, you can't be filled with the Spirit. If you're filled with the devil, you most certainly can't. So to be filled with God's Spirit means that these other things have, have had to go. So when we become Christians, when we accept Jesus as our own personal Savior, because that's the gateway into a life being filled with the Spirit, is to let God be the Savior, and Jesus is God in the flesh, and now he's not in the flesh. He's sitting at the right-hand side of the Father, 
interceding for us. And right now, he's interceding for us. And the Holy Spirit convinces the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment to come. We have a sensitivity about the needs of others and about bringing honor and glory to God. And the Bible also tells us that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. And when we do things for God's glory, then life becomes better for us. It becomes a lot better for our community and for our nation and our world. That, And can you imagine what a, a world would be like if everyone was loving everyone else, that they were looking out for the interest of other people and not just for the interest of themselves? How much better would that do for the family if we had the everyone in the family that was looking out for everyone else in the family? And they would be upholding one another in the family. How much better would that be? How about the community? How about the church? So many times in the church we have selfish people who want it their way or no way. And so if the carpet doesn't look exactly to their liking or a lot of other crazy things that people fuss about in the church and not only in the church but in the the community council meetings and what have you, it's a royal mess when we try to do it our way. But how about that if we have love? Then love is manifest or it shows itself in joy. And the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so if we have joy, that's different than happiness. Happiness is based on circumstances, but joy is based upon love that will not let go. We're up on our next break, and so this is Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. For the last part of our our program today, we want to show you exactly how to be filled with God's Spirit and to stay that way. It's one thing to be with God for a moment or for a day, but to jump in and out and there's so much of this today that that it just ruins the testimony of, of a Christian. When a Christian is acting like an angel one moment and acting like a devil the next, a lot of people have been turned off from that, and I am too, because I don't think that that's the way that God wants his people to be. Those that are filled with God's Spirit are not filled with everything else. And the trouble is we have so many people that are, profess to be filled with God's Spirit, and every once in a while they have a blowout, and everything that they said doesn't account to anything after that. And so one that is filled with God's Holy Spirit is consistent in his walk with God and his walk with other people, and his his love for others 
it isn't a kind of love that if you'll treat me right, I'll treat you right. Anyone can do that. And But this is the kind of love that even loves your enemy, that doesn't have a bitter spirit, has a, a thankful spirit. And here we are on Thanksgiving, right? And so it, we have a thankful attitude toward God and toward what other people do for us. We, we get along. Uh, the Bible tells us that as much as lies within us, we should live peacefully with all men. And so we have this peace that is one of the fruit of the Spirit, is peace. And it's not just any old peace. We don't just fall to pieces every time that things go wrong. We, we have a deep, settled peace there. And the Bible also tells us that if, if we keep our minds stayed on him, that the Lord will keep us in perfect peace. And so keeping our hearts and lives right with God, with the creator of the universe, will enable us to have the peace that only Jesus can give. Jesus said the world can't give this kind of peace to you because we have an assurance. We have an assurance that everything's all right in our Father's house. So we have this peace that only can come through the Prince of Peace. And when the Prince of Peace is in our lives, then we have the peace that the world can't give and it can't take away. Another thing that we see here is um, we have long-suffering. We realize that we're not perfect, and so we're willing to overlook some of the problems and some of the attitudes of other people, and we know that, that some of us have been with the Lord longer than others have, and, and we're, we don't just have one time when the Holy Spirit comes in. We have to uh, be willing to develop a relationship. This is, Christianity is not just a bunch of creeds that we have. Christianity is a relationship. So when we have the Holy Spirit in, inside of us, we have are developing a relationship with God. And in the midst of that, we have, we're long-suffering. We, we can suffer long because we know that uh, the world isn't perfect and we're not perfect. And so we'll overlook some of the things that people do. And we're gentle. We're not um, brazen and things like that. We're, we're gentle. And we're, we have goodness. We have faith. We're meek. And meekness is being willing to surrender ourselves to the Lord and to surrender ourselves to the betterment of the society around us. We talk about uh, getting it better this way and getting it better that way, but the best way for us to have a good society is to first develop a loving relationship with God, and then the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by this Holy Spirit that is, is in us, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit even lives within us, and where you have the Spirit of the Lord, you have the other part of the Trinity as well. But we also have the word called temperance, and a lot of times we see that word and we say, well, what does that mean? You know, they had a temperament back when they 
took liquor off the market and uh, alcoholic beverages. But that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about temperament. I'm talking about self-control, that people are, are not going to fly off the handle every time things don't go their way and things like that, that we will have a self-control. And then it goes down to the next verse here. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. So we have gotten rid of that. We, have, uh, we haven't done it ourselves. This is not a self thing. This is a surrender thing. If we surrender to God and we give everything to the Lord rather than to ourselves or the devil, then the Lord will take us up on that and he'll come and he'll shed abroad in our lives that love that is willing to sacrifice. And so much today, you know, we don't want to sacrifice anything. And But in order to really live, we have to die. We have to die out to ourselves. We have to die out to the devil and the world and everything else. But in the process of dying to that kind of a life, we take on a new life, and that is an eternal life. The life that we have outside of the Lord Jesus, being our Savior and our Lord, is just temporary. We, The people who are not serving God, this is the best world that they're going to live in. And the people who are serving God, this is the worst place they're going to be living. So there is a real contrast. And I know from personal experience, I'm not just giving you so much theology and so much talk today. I've, I've been walking with the Lord for over 50 years, so I know what I'm talking about today. And so don't think that I'm just saying this to make you feel better or whatever or to make you get into another life. No, I'm not. It says if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live through the Holy Spirit living in us and helping us to will and do of God's pleasure and things like that, then let's walk in it. Let's do it. Let's not just talk about it. Let's do it. The world needs this so much today. Our neighbors need it. Our family needs it. Everyone needs it. You need it. We need to have a kind of life that not only do we live in the Spirit, but we also walk in the Spirit. And he says, Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. And so a life in Christ, being filled with the Spirit, makes all the difference in the world. And this is really what this world needs today. We don't need another program. We don't need another deception thing that we have today. We don't need a lot of things that we have today that's in the name of common decency that's downright filthy and wicked. We we need to get out of ourselves and out of the demonic activity that's going on and let God be God in our lives and and enjoy the the joy of the Lord to have the peace of God, to have the love of God flowing through us. And if that isn't rivers of living water, I don't know what you would call it. It's so much different than what we see around us. But I want you to know that whoever you are and whatever you are experiencing now, you can do it. 
And it doesn't make any difference if you're in the middle of a, a God-hating society and or whatever. You can do it because it isn't you that's doing it. It's just you surrendering to God to let him to do it. We can surrender to anything we want to. We can surrender to a, a life of selfishness and pride and holiness and all these kind of things that would uh, do it for number one, or we can give ourselves to the devil and maybe receive a certain amount of power that we think that we can overcome some things that way. But it's nothing. It's nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ being in our lives and and uh, having him to take over and let him be everything that he wants to be, and then you'll be everything that you want to be. It's amazing when we die out to ourselves and to the devil and all these kind of things, we really start living. And it's kind of hard to understand, but Jesus used the illustration of, of putting a, a grain in the ground and and that grain has to die before it starts sprouting up the whatever it is, corn or wheat or whatever you put down there. And that's the way it is with us. If we're willing to die to ourselves, to be buried in in the Lord Jesus and in his ways, then we really start living. And do we ever. It is something that is beyond people's imagination. People don't realize just how wonderful and how great it really is to be a friend of the creator of the universe, to be a personal friend. You can go to him day or night with your problems and your difficulties. You don't have to to uh, think that that there is no hope. There's hope in the Lord Jesus. There's hope through being filled with God's Holy Spirit. And this is really the cry and need today is that we be filled with God's Holy Spirit to overflowing. And then when that rivers of living water flows out from us, it starts affecting the society around us. And how wonderful it really is. We're at the end of our program. I trust that you'll take me seriously when I requested that you let us know if this program is really helping you or not. My web, my email is Howard at deceitfulmasters.com. And I would appreciate it if you would just send me an email and let me know, is this helping you? Is it, is there something else that I can be covering that will help you better? I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here to be a blessing to you, not just sit up here and talk and feel good about it. I want to help you every way that I possibly can. I'm signing off. This is Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Thank you for listening to us today. 